Simone Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get, get your hands up! Live on your radio. And you can check us out on your socials. It's your favorite person, Serena. Bellissimo Files on spin. And now your host, yeah. Serena Bellissimo. Good morning. Hope you're having a fabulous start to the weekend. That sun out there has just put the biggest smile on my face. It's really hard not to be happy when the weather is improving like that. And when we have a great show on the way for you today. Bridgerton fans are very excited because season two dropped on Netflix just yesterday. And today on the Bellissimo Files, I'm going to be chatting to the Queens. Of Bridgerton. They're going to be telling us all about the show, what it was like when it got so successful, and why it's really important for them to be match fit. I'll also be chatting to Mo Dumford. He's going to be sharing his favourite things. And top boys Ashley Walters and Kane Robinson are going to tell us what it takes for them to feel like they're back into character when they step on that top boy set. uh, set. And up next, I'll introduce you to our one to watch. This week, it is going to be Melody's. This week's One to Watch are a five-piece girl band based in the UK and Ireland who were put together by Little Mix on their reality TV show, Little Mix The Search. They've just released their new single, Fake Friends, and they uh, they plan to release a pop EP this summer. It's Maladies, and I caught up with a Dublin member, Megan Whelan. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Fake Friends is out there. How are you feeling having the single out? Oh, we're so excited. Like, we literally, we love getting music out. We're actually getting an EP out this summer. So, yeah, we just love making music in the studio and then showing everybody what we've been working on. You all came together on Little Mix's um, reality TV show, Little Mix The Search. What was that experience like? Why did you enter that? Oh, my God, it was an incredible experience. And you know what? Actually, my singing teacher told me about the auditions when they were over in Dublin and I just said you know what I'm just gonna go for it because I've always loved Little Mix growing up and I just thought it was a great like it was a great idea so I said oh I'll go I'll audition didn't expect anything from it at all and ended up getting into the final round with the other girls so we didn't know each other we all joined as individual artists yeah and we were put there into the band and we were in the girl dance category because we're all dancers as well so yeah, we didn't we didn't know each other at all, and then we got put into a house together for six weeks um, for the live shows. So we really got to know each other during them six weeks. But now we're inseparable; we're like sisters. It was an incredible experience, and we're so grateful that um, we all went through that together. What is that initial experience like, where you go in and, as you said, you're put together with people you don't know? And then you're told not only are you going to be in a band together that you need to make work, you're also going to live together. How long does it take to properly gel and to let down your guard? Do you know what? I think we were all obviously like just so overwhelmed with everything that was going on. But we already had that initial connection because of how much we all loved music, how much we all loved dancing. And it's kind of weird that 
five girls would like get on all the time and of course five different personalities is a lot yeah. but it just worked we just clicked straight away and we're just so lucky to have each other the girls are literally like my sisters I don't know what I'd do without them but yeah it was crazy like nobody kind of knew what way it was gonna go but we're just so lucky that it was meant to be and everything worked out and how do you make it work because there's five of you a couple of you are here in the island and then the other three are in the UK how do you make that work it is definitely difficult but I think we all want this so much as a career that we're willing to do anything to make it work so me and Ash the other girl that lives over here we fly out every Monday to yeah. London and um, so we make sure that we have two days a week at least with the girls to get studio sessions done to get photo shoots to get lots of content um, and we always make sure we have at least two to three months worth of content that we post in case like anything was to happen in case corona came back god forbid yeah we just really need to make sure that we're always organized because you never know what's going to happen especially in 2022 <laughs> yeah you're so right and how supportive have <laughs> little mix been because i know the girls are amazing where they reach out to other up-and-coming singers and show their support how have they been with you guys oh the girls are amazing we're so grateful for them yeah so anytime we have like a song coming out we forward it over to them and they'd have a listen and give us some feedback which is still yeah still to this day <laughs> we're so we're so so lucky and they always post us on our socials and they actually put us on our Twitter the link to our last song I Hate You on our Twitter and we were all like oh my god that's amazing so they're so supportive of us which we're really grateful for and yeah Jade actually sent us all cute little notebooks for our first release with our initials on them they've been amazing oh wow I, I need to ask Melodies where did that name come from? <laughs> Melodies so actually it's the initial of all of our first names so Megan, Ellie, Lauren, Liv, Ashley and then we wanted a cute little name at like a little word at the end that sounded nice and my mum actually came up with it she was like what about Melodies and we were like do you know what we love that because originally we were actually wanted to be Melody but we couldn't get um, it cleared for the show because there was some somebody else had Melody so we decided that Melodies was the second best option but now we just love it it's really great so what are the plans, the hopes, the dreams for Melodies this year and beyond? Oh, we've so many dreams. <laughs> so the plan is Fake Friends just came out on Friday. We're hoping to get another two releases out before summer, before our EP comes out, as well as some music videos, because we love doing music videos. But yeah, once we get our songs out, we're hoping to be touring on stage, just performing, because we really miss the performance side of things that we could do on the show. So then Corona happened, so we couldn't do any performances. So we can't wait to just be back on stage, hopefully at some festivals some gigs away and yeah we just want to be the next girl band hopefully fingers crossed well look we look forward to seeing what comes next for you guys uh, megan if people want to follow uh, see what you're up to can you give us your social handles yes of course so um our instagram is melodies band and in our bio, there's a link tree to all of our socials, our TikTok, Twitter, and our YouTube. So uh, Melodies is M-E-L-L-A-D-A-Z-E. Megan, good luck with all of that. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Before I let you go, will you introduce the track that we've been talking about? This is Fake Friends by Melodies, playing on the Bellissimo Files. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. A show that has a lot of dancing and romancing is Bridgerton. Season 2 landed on Netflix yesterday. The three people involved in a lot of the matchmaking, they're not necessarily involved in the romancing or the dancing. God, that's really corny. But anyway, the three people um, involved in the matchmaking are Queen Charlotte, Lady Danbury and Violet Bridgerton. So I was thrilled when I heard that I was going to chat to the queens of Bridgerton, or otherwise known as Golda Rocheville, Adjua Ando and Ruth Jamal. Hey, Serena. Hi, it is so good to see you queens back. (laughs) Adjua, how did it feel turning up to set after the success of season one? It's such a weird thing, actually, because because we were in lockdown, uh, season one blew up in this gorgeous way, but we were also still, you know, in our, our in our pajamas or in our halves, <laughs> sort of celebrating it on our on our own or in tiny little bubbles. Um, so, what was really great about coming back to season two uh, was to be able to be together and go, "What happened? Oh my goodness!" You know, to do it with each other. Yeah. Um, there's a real special thing about celebrating with everybody else who's been through that same thing with you. So it was that was really thrilling, and to know that we were having another go at it, that there were a new family coming in, that there were new adventures for everybody. It was a real sort of celebration. Golda, you turned up to set. Must have been a major shock then. You know, we've all gone from Zoom calls and pajamas and stuff. You get to go back to your fabulous outfits. <laughs> was there any costume that you went? Actually, you know what? This time, can we get rid of that? And this time, can we have more of this? Gosh, I wouldn't dare get rid of anything. <laughs> They've all become my children in some way. I feel very um, beholden to them all because I think oh. they they are such a part of the Queen and such a part of who she is and her look. Um, but yeah, they they I wouldn't dare get rid of anything. But it was great coming back. It was great coming back. It's tough. I'm honest. It's really tough to wear all of that stuff um, on an eight day sh- on an eight hour shoot or, or longer. Sometimes when you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning and you're in the chair and it takes you know two a couple of hours, maybe three hours to get ready and into it, and then you've got a long day's filming. Um, I try to keep myself fit as possible. I try to keep my body as fit as possible. It's a lot of stamina and a lot of work on my body. And um, so, yeah, I train three times a week. I try to eat, eat healthily and drink lots of water before filming starts because I need to be match fit. Mm. Ruth, watching this, I love it because it's just escapism, what we mm. all need. But I can't help thinking, what are you guys up to during the shoot? So when the director calls cut... And you're walking around, not as your characters, but as you. I think I'd still be giddy in those costumes. Do you find you're different when you are in those costumes but not having to be Violet? You are different in the fact that you've because you've got the, the corset underneath and, and the, the, the structure of the dresses. You do. You hold yourself differently, definitely. But, <laughs> but we also do relax. There's a, a lot of joking around backstage or in the green room or in around trailers i mean it was slightly different this time because there were various protocols of where we could and where we couldn't be but but it's a it's a really lovely atmosphere with cast and crew and yeah we do mess around and also (laughs) so that you don't trail your dresses through 
half of you know all the crap on the floor they all get pinned up so you I just I just look like I've got the biggest nappy on in the world <laughs> so I don't look regal in any shape or form but you certainly hold yourself differently and um, Adjua your favorite thing about being a part of this show I love Lady Danbury I I love uh I love her fierceness I love her directness I love the way she fights for people she loves and she um, she's ready to prick the pomposity of anybody who's a bully or arrogant. Um, but I also love the fact that I know that she has to build herself up to do that, that that's not who she is 24 hours a day, that, you know, she can be quiet and vulnerable and l sad and all those other things. But when she's on, she will switch it on in a very determined <laughs> way so that she survives uh, in yeah. her life and she thrives. And I, I think what I love about her most is her appetite for life. She has a real lust for life, you know. She likes a good drink. She likes a good smoke. She likes a good chat. She likes a great hat. And she's got this appetite for life. And I, my mum has that and my dad has that and, and um, my husband has that. I, and I, I love being around people who have an appetite for life. Well, I love the three of you. You are my queens and you definitely steal the show. Love chatting to the three of you. Thank you. Thank you. You can catch season two of Bridgerton. It is now on Netflix. Let's go! Double files. What to watch. What to watch. Joining me in studio today with re the reviews of two films that are out this weekend is Deirdre Malumbi. D, um, two, one film is really, really weird. Another one stay, stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, the one that stars Jake Gyllenhaal is actually the latest from Michael Bay and it's a very Michael Bay-esque movie. If that's what <sighs> you're looking for, I'm not sure that the final result was very good though. Um, so Jake Gyllenhaal plays the friend of this uh, war veteran who is desperate for money. So the two decide to team up to steal $32 million from a Los Angeles bank. However, their getaway goes completely wrong and the thieves are forced to hijack an ambulance which not only has a severely wounded cop in there but also an EMT worker and suddenly they are on a high-speed chase away from the authorities. Oh my gosh, it's already full on. Um, let's take a clip. I just want things to be the way they used to be. We are trying to save you. I'm going to get you back home, little brother everybody home. Oh my, just that clip alone, <laughs> it is so corny. It's not, I'm going to try and pronounce his name right and I know I'm going to get it wrong. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I've he always did. gone for Gyllenhaal, yeah, but we'll there, see. There was a thing we did a couple of weeks ago on the show where Eva brought it to our attention that we're all pronouncing <laughs> oh, no. Jake's name wrong. So let's just go with Jake because we're getting that right. Um, that clip was so corny and it's not something that I'd imagine Jake being in a Michael Bay film. Yeah, I don't know what Jake is doing with his career lately. <laughs> I have to say, because between this and uh, that Netflix movie, The Guilty, I don't know, he seems to be going like almost like Nick Cage a bit with his career and that he's going for these kind of over-the-top, really psychotic roles. And I don't know if they always necessarily suit him. And I think he's a terrific actor and I think it's kind of a shame that he's not going for those kind of, you know, dramatic roles Maybe anymore. Maybe, Dee. Maybe he's just having fun. That's and true. And sometimes actors, they're allowed to just have fun. They are, but you know what? I like to have fun as well watching <laughs> <laughs> movies and this movie was it's just terrible. not good at all. It's over two hours long which I'm sorry. No, no. There are very few action movies that can pull off being like two hours, 15 minutes. It's, as you could tell in that clip there, it's very corny. It's cliched. It's stupid and it's not even fun <laughs> or exciting. It's also headache inducing. Like the cinematography it's just this blurry mess of a movie and there are so many bits in it that feel completely unnecessary. Like we're introduced to the S this FBI agent through a couples counselling session. Never comes up again for some reason. Um, there's a 
point where the police are gaining on the thieves and they have to pull back because of a dog stowaway. It's just like absolutely ridiculous. At one point they are conducting an operation in the ambulance while they're going like 100 miles an hour. It's just not, it's it's a very nonsensical, silly movie. Like I think there will be an audience out there for those looking for like dumb popcorn action movies, but I just I just thought it was bad. Is it over that like Michael Bay does some really great action pieces is it worth it for that alone just see I was kind of forgetting what was happening as I was watching it I was just like are they still driving like it's been so long and it took about 45 minutes for the movie to actually start and then about 30 minutes for the movie to actually end and then yeah just lots of car running in between okay so stay away from this unless you're really desperate for an action film yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Fresh, something completely different. Um, this is on Disney Plus, but the Stan channel of Disney Plus. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, I think it'll be interesting as well because Daisy Edgar Jones, the trailer for Where the Crawl Dads Sing, dropped this week. So I think people might be checking out other uh, stuff that she's done. So in this film, she plays Noah. Um, so this is kind of her first big role aside from normal people. And she's very frustrated with the dating st- Seen until she meets Steve, who's played by Sebastian Stan. They have this perfect first date. Uh, Steve sweeps Noah away for a weekend away, but then something goes horribly wrong. I just feel like the women in our parents' generation, they just cared more about how they dressed and just kind of like how they looked. Like, they were more into femininity. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, nowadays, I feel like girls, they just wear oversized everything like it's a blanket. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, right? Um, It's like, because I think you would just look great in a dress. Not that you don't look good in a sweater. Uh, clip there from Fresh. Sebastian Stan seems to be everywhere. You pair him with Daisy Edgar Jones. I'm thinking this is a really sweet rom-com type film. Oh no, it's not that at all. <laughs> I mean, it's very. You know what movie this actually reminded me a lot of? Get Out. So they're the kind of eyes. Is this a horror? Work. It's basically a horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going anywhere near <laughs> it then. And there is like a twist in it, which I won't get into. Although people have probably seen it online and stuff. But I really quite enjoyed this film, even though it was actually quite repulsive and sinister and stuff. I just find it really quite thrilling and I needed to know what happened next. I was on the edge of my seat. I thought that there were some really kind of funny smart uh, comments being made about dating in the contemporary world and social media and about kind of male female relationships. There were just some really smart things going on there and I just love a film with a dark sense of humour so for me I actually quite enjoyed this. I found it gripping. I found it horrifying in all the right ways. It's off-putting. It's funny. It's compelling. It is fresh, you know? (laughs) I like what you did there. Okay so, but you just need to know that it is also a bit scary it's and freaky. scary and freaky and violent. <laughs> what are you going to give it out of five? I'm going to give it four out of five stars. Brilliant. DJ Malumbi, thanks a million for that. Thanks Catch for you again me. next week. Yep. If you want to find out more about what's at cinemas, tune into We Love Movies tomorrow morning from eight o'clock with Gordon Hayden. The Bellissimo Files. Favourite things. Share his favourite things is the star of Netflix's Knight Rider, a real time one shot thriller about a dealer trying to go straight. I'm talking about Mo Dumford. Mo, thank you for joining us for Favourite Things. Absolute pleasure. We all think we know you, right? But we don't really. And I want to get to know you through. (laughs) No, we don't have a clue. Um, I want to get to know you through your favourite things. So, what TV show are you obsessing over right now? I love Better Call Saul. I think it's magic. Really? Yeah. I could never get into it. I loved. Breaking back. Thank you. Yeah. 
But I could never get into Better Call Saul. It's a different beast. And a yeah. lot of people say that, that it's slower. Oh, but it's great. It's worth okay. it. I, I think it's on par with uh, Breaking Bad. All right, maybe now's the time, because all the seasons are up there. Time yeah. to start binging. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is just, he's electric. He's brilliant. I love that man's yeah. energy. All yeah. of the cast. And Mike, he makes a cameo from Breaking Bad. I love their cameo. Does he? Yeah, a lot of them do, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> you have me sold. I'll be going back to, um, to Better Call Saul. Mm. Favourite, do you have a favourite film? I, mean, I have a, a couple, one. yeah. I have a few. I love uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I adore that movie and George Miller's work and I love it. It's, it's, it's majestic. Yeah, as an Australian, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yes, yeah. class. Yeah. Class. Um, Favourite book? Favourite book? Uh, I love Kevin Barry. Uh, there Are Little Kingdoms and his, his characters that he writes and from the outskirts and small towns in Ireland and the darkness and I love Kevin Barry. Yeah, that would be one of my favourites. What song should everyone have on their pumped up playlist? On their pumped up playlist? Oh, something from uh, Creed. There's a great soundtrack from Creed. Uh, Lud- Ludwig Göransson, who does The Mandalorian, I think he does the soundtrack. It's really good. Yeah. It's on par with the Rocky, so... I was going to say, Rocky and Creed are my favourite franchise. too. Yeah. Rocky, yeah. All oh about my God, he's amazing, isn't he? Hero. And he's the my way- hero. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew yeah. there was a connection yeah. there. Um, the way that they, now I could talk forever about the Rocky franchise, but the <laughs> way that it. they <laughs> smoothly went from Rocky into Creed, isn't it one of the most smooth handovers ever? Oh, it really is, and so unexpected. I yeah. thought it was done when he waves goodbye at the oh. end of Balboa. Thank God they did Balboa, because oh. we didn't want to end it with no. number five. Oh, I no. just recently watched all five, six of them. Um, oh, such a great transition, yeah. yeah. one-take fight scene. Talk about one-takes. We were uh, the one-take fight scene on Creed. Brilliant. So he's played the character, and I'd say, five decades, six decades? 1977, five. I think Rocky came out. Yeah, he's played around five or six yeah. decades. Uh, For a guy that wrote the screenplay in a week. I know. Hero. Incredible. Hero. Yay, yay. <laughs> um, now we need to move past Rocky sure. and talk about album. Do you have a favourite album that's not the Rocky soundtrack? <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah, I think Fleetwood Mac rumours. You know, you can't go wrong with that. I think I need more of an appreciation for Fleetwood Mac. Coming yeah. over here to Ireland, right. like... Everyone see doesn't matter what age you are, everybody has this connection with Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> it's okay. Favourite podcast? Oh, um, you can't beat Blind Boy. I love listening to him. He's great yeah. company. He's a, he's a great laugh. I like his, um, his, um, his gaming podcast as well, his live gaming. He does a stream where he plays Red Dead and makes up music while he's playing. It's great crack. You must be better to listen. Yeah. An app you can't live without. Well. Besides Netflix. Night Rides, coming yeah. out this week on Netflix. <laughs> um, Google Maps, that's handy. Yep. And you yeah. would have needed that for night ride. Did you actually plug and in? Texas, I was out in the middle of Bulgaria. Yeah, I, I need it just to get around my own hometown. <laughs> um, what your favourite social media account to follow? Sliced alone. He's yeah. amazing. He's the man, full of inspiration. Brilliant. And he loves his daughters. Do you see the stuff he posts with his daughters? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. He smokes his cigar. Yeah, it's good. This has become a sliced alone fan <laughs> moment. Um, and your favourite thing to do on a weekend? Sometimes just, as opposed to going out with the crowd, just spending it with you know, one person. Yeah. I like that now, these two years, bit of downtime. And actually, we've been home for the last couple of years. Do yeah. you have a favourite weekend getaway where you just, out of Ireland, take off? Uh, out of Ireland. Yeah. Out of Ireland. Oh, it's a nice thought sometimes, isn't it? Um, south of Spain, that's always nice. I'll take some of that when I get a chance. <laughs> we might book that after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mo Dunford, thank you so much for joining us uh, and sharing your favourite things. Night Ride, available on Netflix now. Bless you. Thank you. 
You can catch Mo Dumford in Night Ride on Netflix. It is streaming right now. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. Top Boy is at the top of um, Netflix at the moment. It's one of the most watched shows on Netflix this week. It is back. It was on Channel 4 when it originally started and then it went away and Drake discovered it. Drake, of all people, discovered Top Boy and went, do you know what? I need to bring this back. And so a couple of years ago, he brought it back to Netflix and it's back for a second season on Netflix. And returning are Kane Robinson and Ashley Waters, who play Sully and Duchesne. Guys, welcome back. Hey. Ashley, the trailer opens up with it's just mad that we're here again in it. (laughs) How does it feel to be back again? And this time, you know, the first time it was because Drake had a real appetite for it and he brought it back. And this time it's because fans really want more. How does that feel? It feels good. I have to give credit to the fans. I have to give credit to our writing team. The push from everyone behind the scenes to bring it back has been amazing. But most importantly, the fans always supporting it when it, you know, when it was cancelled, when they didn't have a clue whether it was coming back or not up until now. It feels amazing to be able to facilitate the journey to this point that we can keep on offering such great content to them um, and for them to enjoy it. I just only hope, I only hope they enjoy it the way they have always done. Ashley and Kane, for you, like, you know, you go off between seasons, you come back. When is that moment when you go click? I am back into my character. I feel like Duchesne. I feel like Sully. Usually when I put on w- w- one of the one of the two jackets I've worn for 10 years. <laughs> um, they still fit. <laughs> it smells like Duchesne, everything. <laughs> the stain from season one. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it does happen like that. After a while, it's like, sometimes, I mean, look, this is going to sound a bit mad, but sometimes, especially whilst you're filming, you spend so much time being Duchesne. You're Duchesne more than you are. Ashley, do you know what I'm saying? It's like there's a huge disconnect that happens in, with your other life because you have to dedicate so much time to this, um, which in a way is the, one of the reasons why you're able to just get on set and just click straight into it. But the environment, you know, the people that you're used to working with, the other actors like Kane or whatever, and your costume, do you know what I mean? All of that stuff straight away um, just clicks you into, into a mode. I won't, look, I'm not, going to say I, I spend weeks and weeks before, you know, walking around talking like the Shane and, you know, the same limp and whatever. But after this amount of time, it has just become like a natural transition for me. Okay, what about you? Let's take it from the other end of the spectrum. You've been sully for so long. When it's time to, like, take off the costume, how long does it take you to disconnect? Uh, say on, on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on the on the way home, you go. You got to be careful staying sully too long. You know, you get, yeah. you get yourself into trouble. But yeah, there's there's definitely you know you, you get into it. You know, you get into it. I, I know when it's starting to consume me. When like leading up to it, I'm reading the scripts and I'm out at dinner with people and I've got ideas that I'm running by them and I realize right the whole two hours I've been talking about. <laughs> Yeah, like, what do you think about this? And don't you think so? Like, I think he should act the same. And there it is. They're just like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, many of those kind of moments. But in terms of after you finish filming, yeah, just on the way home. There's a motto that is running across all the, the posters, loyalty is everything. What motto do you guys live by or are influenced by? Self-belief, always winning. It's one of my mm. dearest, closest mottos. And that just means like, you know, there is no failure. 
like you know when something hasn't gone right you've you've learned something because you've learned from that mistake and that's what you take into your next venture what about you Kane? i don't really have a motto i live by as such but um just to not compromise you know which is tough sometimes you know because sometimes not compromising makes you feel like you're not a team player but if it's something you really believe in i think you got to you got to stick with your guns no matter if it's going to mean an extra couple hours or an extra day or or working on the weekend of trying to find the solution you know what i mean just um, yeah. it's something you really believe in to not compromise and finally another season or is it sick or can you even say uh can't really say we hope so okay well we end with that we if hope it's, if it's worthy of one then i guess you'll tell us and then we'll try and make it happen. Brilliant. Well, hopefully I'll, I'll be talking to you this time next year, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah? Top Boy is streaming on Netflix now. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. Vikings Valhalla. It is out on Netflix right now. If you're a Vikings fan, well, then you'll be a fan of this one. It takes place 100 years after Vikings ended and two of the stars of the show are Johannes and Bradley and they're going to tell us all about filming uh, Vikings Valhalla. It was filmed here in Ireland and I want to know more about these Friday night Bray rib nights. Guys, congratulations. After what seems like an eternity, the series is finally out there. Bradley, how does it feel? It feels very exciting. Yeah, for everyone to get to see what we've been working very hard at uh, the last sort of 12 months over in Ireland. Johannes, what have you loved most about getting to be a Viking? Because you're acting out every kid's fantasy here. Yeah, it really is. And especially for me, because I'm, I'm from Iceland and it's, uh, it's very much rooted in our history. That's where we come from. And you start reading and learning about it as a young child. And they, I mean, it's part of the curriculum in school. You know, you read up on your history and... And Leif Eriksson, who is the, uh, the the main hero of our show, Vikings Valhalla, he's uh, we've, we've got a statue of him right here in Reykjavik. So it it was very fun. I'm not going to lie; it was it was absolutely great. Although watching it, highly entertained Bradley. But my husband turns around to me and goes, "Who wants to make?" these series it looks cold it looks miserable we're highly entertained but what is it like for you Bradley on set because it doesn't look like the most pleasant of conditions well quite the contrary I don't think we had any real real bad weather it was in fact what's worse is when it get big because when it gets too warm because uh take it from me Vikings dressed for the cold oh, so God, yeah. cold and windy conditions we can deal with but as soon as it gets too warm then certain actors start to complain about having to wear, you know, big furry capes and uh, everything else. So, no, it's absolutely fine. It wasn't all tough. I mean, as you mentioned at the start, you filmed here in Ireland for 12 months. Johannes, you looked like you had a ball. I was on your Instagram and I saw you and your family, like, trekking in, in Bray oh, yeah. and in Dublin and you even got to Tato Park. Tell me about your time in Dublin, in Ireland. God, yeah, my kids had the best time. They came on three trips to Ireland for a total of four and a half months they stayed there and the first trip they came they uh, i had lots of breaks in my schedule so it was just like a holiday and uh, yeah we went to all of the parks they have in ireland the tato park and 
I forget the names of all of the, the there's there's endless amounts of outdoor family activity in and around Dublin. We never had to drive more than, you know, an hour or two. Yeah, we absolutely loved it. And staying in Greystones, my God, what a what a paradise on earth. It really is. Bradley, what's your favorite memory from filming here? Probably the people. Uh, yeah, just getting to, you know, work with a great team of people out there. Um, yeah, just having a blast with 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 the with the cast and crew. Did it also help when Johannes would bring in baked goods? Like what was that all about? <sighs> well, I mean, help to have a snooze some days because Johannes would be handing out the scones and the homemade clotted cream and the soda bread. Although Johannes is probably pouting with me because I jibbed out on um, on uh, coming over rib for night. rib night. Yeah, rib night was Friday night in Greystones. We can always do you know, that. Future. Yeah. What was rib night? Oh, we just cooked ribs. Well, what happens on rib night stays at rib night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I'd go to the to my butcher in Greystones, uh, Doyle's, and get some nice ribs, and we'd cook the shit out of them and eat them. It's great. Well, look, I'm hoping there'll be more rib nights because I'm sure there will be a season two, uh, season three. But in the meantime, we can all enjoy season one. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Season three has just been announced for Vikings, but season one is currently playing on Netflix now. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. I first came to know Alicia Cuthbert. We're not friends, by the way. That makes us sound like, you know, we became friends. But the first time I actually saw Alicia Cuthbert was in 24. She played Jack Bauer's daughter, Kim. Since then, she's done quite a few films. Um, A memorable one was House of Wax with um, Paris Hilton back in 2005. And now she is back for another horror. This time it's an Irish horror called The Cellar. And she plays Kira Woods. When her daughter mysteriously vanishes in the cellar of their new house, she soon discovers there is an ancient and powerful entity controlling their home that she will have to face or risk losing her family's souls forever. The film freaks me out, but not Alicia. I love chatting to her. Alicia, congratulations on the cellar. It premiered at South by Southwest. How did it feel being back at a festival and screening this for an audience? Yeah, it was sort of surreal. You know, it's been so long since I've been to the movie theaters. Um, I feel really lucky that we were able to, you know, submit and and we got in to South by Southwest because it's a really great festival and so much fun. And, and you know, actually the cellar I felt was like the perfect place for that midnight showing, which is so fun. Um, yeah, so I was I was really excited to be there and really proud of the movie. I mean, we we shot this in Ireland during the height of the pandemic, and it was not easy to make. And it was at a time when no one was getting vaccinated yet. There was no such thing as a vaccine for COVID yet. So we really were under the gun to make this film um, without a hitch and and hopefully without anyone getting sick. Otherwise, we would have shut down. So yeah, really really proud of us as a as a group and. Um, it was really nice to celebrate with them in that way at a festival in front of people and, and yeah. who we made a movie for. Everyone knows I'm a wuss when it comes to horrors. I cannot get through them. How yeah. do you actually make them, Alicia? Well, I think making them is a different experience. You know, we have a whole crew behind us and, you know, these moments aren't really, we're creating these moments. We're not living these moments. So um, it's interesting. I, I always find that horror film or the genre itself is, is really fun and actually kind of amazing because you really have to, you have to go full bore and let yourself go there because 
if you don't, it just won't come across believable. So to kind of just let it all be there and, and, and give it your all to sort of like let out a scream or just, there's something very freeing about that. So there's something very exhilarating about filming them. I will say there's an energy to it, but not, but not a fear. So you could come visit me on my next horror film and you won't be scared. Don't you worry. You'll be fine. Okay. Maybe that's how I need to get over it because yeah, like maybe you need to come see it for yourself. I was scrolling through your Instagram and when you were filming here, you put up a post at the end and you said, um, getting to discover Island has been an absolute gift. Mm-hmm. What did you get to do while you were here? Because there was like the, the lockdowns and the pandemic, as you said. Unfortunately, I mean, I didn't get to do all the things that I wanted to because of that. I mean, to film an entire film and not be able to go into an Irish pub was, which is just a crime. But, you know, that being said, I did, I did venture out in the car and travel a little bit. I have family that are from just outside of Limerick and uh, you know, my, my grandmother was born and raised in Ireland. So I have Irish connections in that way. And so I was really like, when I said it was a gift, it was because I, I got to film in Ireland and make a movie where my grandmother, you know, grew up and it just felt like I, I just didn't think I'd ever have a chance to do that. And it was, it was so special to me to get to see sort of where she grew up and how she grew up. And I, for some reason, you know, when you, I guess when you have family ties to a place, they always say, oh, you feel an instant connection. I, ah, yeah. you know, but I really did. I, I, I really felt so, even in the dead of winter, in the middle of the country, in, in the middle of nowhere, in this little cottage, I was really at home and I felt really good. And I mean, I'd, I'd go back in a heartbeat and film again and again and again. It just was absolutely a delight. This isn't your first horror. Uh, one of your memorable ones is House of Wax back in 2005. That's where you and Paris Hilton met. What yeah. was that experience like? And she was, I saw she was recently at South by Southwest as well, DJing. Did you guys get yeah. to catch up there? Because I know you're, you're very friendly. You know what? It's funny. I ended up getting the, the, uh, the seller gang into the event for Paris, but I wasn't there because I have a newborn. I had to fly out of, um, South by Southwest right after the premiere. So, unfortunately, oh, no. I, I, and I'm not really, I mean, I'm more breastfeeding right now, not really raging in that way. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I, I'm in sort of in a different uh, mental state. Um, but Paris and I had such a great time when we did House of Wax. I mean, we're going back, you know, 15 years, but um, we've stayed friends and she's she's just an absolute delight. You know, she's one of those iconic sort of people that are out there that a lot of people are sort of misunderstood or maybe don't know much about. And, and um, but just knowing her, I, she's just so, she's special. She's a really special person and, and I, I adore her. So you've got a, a film coming out with Josh Duhamel. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, it's a bank heist film called Bandit. It's a Canadian story. It's about an American guy who uh, flees to Canada uh, and assumes a, a new identity and ends up becoming one of the most notorious bank robbers in Canadian history. It's based on true story. So I play his wife in the film who you don't quite know whether she understands or knows what's going on and, um, and follow the journey of that and them as a couple. It's really a fun, fun movie. So I'm excited for that to come out as well. I'm not, I'm not sure the actual release date yet, but that stay tuned because that, that should be a good one. Well, I can't wait for that. But in the meantime, anyone who's looking for a horror, yeah. a seller, go check that out. You will never look at counting in the same way as again. When you hear yeah. someone count, does that bring you back somewhere? <laughs> yeah, it's like we keep saying math is the devil's work. When After you watch this film, you're like, wow, this is really interesting and quantum phys- physics and sort of realms. And if you're into all that stuff, this is definitely the movie for you. It's fun. <laughs> 
Well, Alicia, thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you. You can catch Alicia in the cellar. It is in cinemas right now. This is a new music spotlight. On the Bellissimo Files. On the Bellissimo Files. Aoife, you were saying before we went into this that today you've got music to match the weather. I do. I really, really do. And... As I said, I have to make a disclaimer. I am not trying to turn this segment into just a dance track segment. It just happens to be we're coming into summer and there's a huge amount of dance music out right now, which I I love. I really don't see a problem with it. (laughs) And I don't think anyone else out there sees a problem with it. Do you? I don't think they will once they hear these tracks. So... Of course, I'm always going to scream about this from the rooftops. Disclosure have a new track out with Ray, who has been on our show a couple of times. We love. And they have a new track out called Waterfall. I'm out in the sun by a pool dancing. I know. Yeah. And in fairness, Disclosure did say Ray was a dream to work with and they knew the minute they got in the studio they were going to make a big sunshine banger, which I think they have done. They have. I'm thrilled for Ray because she was she parted ways with her music um, company. Yeah. Uh, with her label and she's gone out on her own yeah. and she has an amazing voice. So I'm hoping that this is the beginning. And seems to be talented in the production side of things as well. She, yeah, we've spoken yeah. to her a couple of times and I think that that's key, that she can do everything. Disclosure also just announced for a new festival taking place in Belfast which I'm very excited for it's called Emerge and that is in uh, the end of August so if you're don't a Disclosure like fan like me yeah. make sure you get along D- to that don't act like you don't know and it's all over your diary at the moment um, who have you put up against them? I know people are going to be buzzing for this one Belters Only have had their huge track playing all over the radio recently this is their brand new one it is called Don't Stop Yet We've got the world I didn't want that to stop. I know. That's so good. It's so, so good. So that is from Belters Only featuring Jazzy again, like uh, Make Me Feel Good was. That is a whole Irish collective of of a couple of Irish DJs. There's uh, Robbie G in there, Bissett, and then Jazzy as well is also Irish. So I just, I keep telling you, I've said it for weeks, there is amazing, amazing dance music coming out of Ireland right now. It's world class. So, Ethan. so good. Oh my yeah. gosh. Right, so they're, they're the two up for the... I think that's a good selection. Head over so to Artificial Spin or and get your last minute vote in there. And while you're doing that, we're going to take a listen to this. You might remember Biba Doobie which I hate saying her name from TikTok so glad you said it because I struggled (laughs) this is her new track talk That is really 90s grunge, isn't isn't it? it? 
And Beba the reason I brought Doobie. it in, you might remember Biba Doobie. I'm sure you remember the name. I'm so proud that I can say it right. <laughs> <laughs> Biba Doobie had the song Coffee that was huge on TikTok. Make a cup of coffee for your head. That was everywhere. That's completely different. To totally this, different. And she's just released this as um, the announcement of her new album, Beatopia. So this is kind of a little bit of that Olivia Rodrigo, Rocky kind of stuff that we're seeing come but back in grungier. as well. A bit grungier. bit grungier. So really looking forward to hearing her album. Okay, and finally for us today... I keep saying they're bringing this type of music back. There's a new one, a new collaboration for Travis Barker. It's with 24K Golden and it is called, what is it called? In my head. In my head. Thank you. <laughs> you think it's you undressed. So it's hard to admit it, but I still got a lot to prove. Because you're in my head. fun. We were both bopping away with massive smiles on our face. I know. Travis Barker is like the most influential man in music at the moment working with Machine Gun Kelly, Avril Lavigne, 24K Golden now. So yeah, very Mar- exciting. Engaged Courtney? Yes. And yeah. I think he's drumming. He's part of the orchestra at the Oscars. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his name has he's been. He's really come back into the, the spotlight after his Blink-182 days. <laughs> I know. Right. But that is not the Blue Smoke Files single no. of the week. You are very excited. I'm Go on, very take it away. Excited. I'm very Thank you all so much for voting for this one. <laughs> this is the new one from Disclosure and Ray. It is called Waterfall on the Bellissimo Files. You voted that, your Bellissimo Files single of the week. It's Disclosure and Ray with Waterfalls. It's another mega hit music weekend on Spin with Hey You. And don't forget, if you want to catch more new music, head over to our website and you can catch the Spin Fresh playlist over there with all of the latest hits. If you missed any of today's interviews, you can actually catch them back as videos. They're up on our website now, spin1038.com. Aoife and I, before we go, we thought we'd do a public service announcement because we both just had a panic attack. Don't worry, it's all okay. I'm a bit dramatic sometimes, (laughs) aren't I? But we just realised that tomorrow, the clocks go forward forward an hour. If you have any plans tomorrow, make sure you make note in your diary and that you set your alarm for the right time. The great thing is now, though, with all this tech in our lives... It just changes it just automatically. Changes, yeah. But Although, you will be you'll be feeling more tired. Yeah. But but I still don't trust it. I'm still the one that goes, but hold on, is my phone right? And I'm checking everywhere. But just remember tomorrow the clock goes forward an hour. Aoife and I will be back next week. Enjoy what's left of the weekend. Bye. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin.